What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, Talk With Views, episode 87. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about NFL wildcard and divisional games. So we're going to talk about everything that happened this past weekend from all the wildcard games from Houston to Cleveland down to Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. Then we're going to get into what games are going to happen on this weekend, uh, give you our thoughts and feelings on that those games, who's going to win that, who's going to be going into the AFC and NFC championship games for the following weekend. But before we get into anything further, let's introduce our guests. We got three guests on today. We got Kettler, we got Connor, and we got Bryce. What's going on, boys? Not much. What's going on? What's up? So, let's just before we get into anything talking about it, did you guys watch football this weekend? A lot of it, a little bit. We know Kettler did. Kettler watched one game all all weekend. On repeat, that Packers team. <laughs> it's it's still playing on in repeat. the background right now. Oh yeah, still checking with them, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I watched a, sorry, a good amount not, of football. Sorry, not trying to burn the house down, I'm sorry. What, you had the stove on or something? Uh, no, oven. The no, singing, oven. like, oven. Oven. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the singing uh, oven was going off? I didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. All right, guys, you guys ready to talk about wild card games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. We'll start off with Houston and Cleveland. Houston won this one 45-14. C.J. Stroud, 274 yards through the air. Three total touchdowns. Nico Collins, wide receiver for Houston, 96 yards and a touchdown. Houston defense looked outstanding in this one as well. Two touchdowns, both leading to pick sixes. We'll start off with you, Bryce. This is your team. What are your thoughts and feelings about this game, this team, and how they're going to be doing moving forward? Houston's winning the Super Bowl. That's it? That's it. Um, but, yeah, they looked really good. Um, obviously, Cleveland's defense is arguably one of the top defenses in the NFL, and, I mean, they kind of steamboat them. So, I mean, they look pretty good. I mean, especially since C.J. Stroud's a rookie and D'Amico Ryans is a rookie head coach. I mean, it, the future – I think the future is pretty bright for the Texans, but um, they looked really good. Yeah, this team looked really solid. I mean, it was a good back and forth for the first what quarter and a half, but they really did pull away near that sec- end of that second quarter, definitely that second half. Ketlu, what did you guys? What did you think about C.J. Stroud in the offense? Uh, C.J. Stroud in the offense did amazing. I mean, a lot of throws down the field, and I mean, it just simply it became a one-sided game. Uh, Joe Flacco just kind of kept throwing throwing the ball to the defense of Houston, and it just it became too much too much for him to overcome. Then then he just couldn't get couldn't come back, so it ended up being a one sided game. So Houston was came out more dominant than I expected, and especially with uh, Cleveland's defense, I was like, oh, they were the top, and I actually thought Cleveland was going to win the Super Bowl, but uh, my pick was of course wrong. Um, so. Uh, Houston played well. Connor, when it comes to the defense, especially Houston's defense, did you expect this defense coming out of it? Because I know, yeah, we all picked Cleveland, but you did say you really liked Houston in this one, and it was like picking your mom or your dad. Like you, you don't know which one you want to choose for you. Did you expect that. this defense? I did not say you that. You did say that. I think you did. I said watching Stroud and. Um, oh, it's like watching your Flacco parents or fight. Like watching your parents fight. Yeah, uh, it's like the same thing practically. Anyways, the defense. Did you expect Houston's defense to show up like this against a defense or comparably to a defense like Cleveland? Um, I honestly didn't expect it because they were kind of banged up and it just the team overall is, is missing some pieces. But, I mean, I think if you factor in how good of a coach D'Amico's been all year and just kind of the momentum this team's had, like it really doesn't surprise me that they were able to do that. And, I mean, I... I would love to see them go to the Super Bowl and win it, but we'll see. Yeah, they got a tough opponent this week. They'll be playing Baltimore. All right, we'll move on to Kansas City and Miami. This one was a Peacock exclusive game, which meant you had to pay for a subscription to watch it. Bunch of bullshit. But anyways, Kansas City won 26-7. Wasn't actually that exciting of a game. Mahomes had 262 yards through the air, 41 yards on the ground, one total touchdown. Pacheco actually had a really good amount of yards, 89 rush yards and a touchdown. Rice, a rookie wide receiver, 130 yards, one touchdown. So Kansas City offense, 
honestly didn't look that impressive, but was still able to get it done. The defense looked really good. This game was really cold. Connor, do you think that had anything to do with the offense for Miami not showing up in this one? Yeah, I think it had almost everything to do with it. I mean, not to take anything away from um, Kansas City's defense, but yeah, I think they would have put up a better fight. But even with the weather, I think everyone was expecting them to not do much. So, Yeah, but Bryce, um, moving forward, do you see this offense being able to kind of be more consistent, kind of like that old Kansas City offense, or are we going to see that – regular season offense where it's a lot of drop passes, Mahone struggling to find his receivers? Um, I mean, I feel like they've kind of played well at home all year, whether they've won or lost. Um, I think the Kansas City fans, like, help them. Not saying that helps them catch the ball, but I feel like that helps the players in that essence. Um, But, I mean, they are going to play in Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes hasn't played in – away playoff game besides playing in the Super Bowl. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, so, I mean, I hope it's a good game. Buffalo's been playing really well, though. So I could I could see him, but, I mean, you need Kelsey. So at the end of the day, if Kelsey shows up, the offense is going to be there because you, he's pretty much unguardable when he's at the top of his game. Yeah, big time. Yeah, he's not really showing up as consistently as he has in the last couple of years. We haven't seen that normal Travis Kelsey. Um, a lot of people can blame uh, the new girlfriend that, that's that been around. They could just be saying could just be a bad season. Um, but it's happened so often this season that I don't know what to take of it. But, Kettler, you keep mentioning that he's pretty much washed. He's done whenever we're talking off the air. What do you think about Kelsey? Is he going to be able to show up? not just in um, the next game, but if they do win that one, uh, potentially in the AFC Championship game? I think when it comes to sports or anything in general, when Kelsey now has to be the star when it comes to the receiving core. In years prior, they had not not superstars, but I mean, they had Tyreek and other guys who are decent wide receivers. And when he is the core point to the receiving core I really think it puts more pressure on him and then having people that are good around you makes you better so him trying to be even though he's always been a great tight end I'm not a fan of him but a great tight end um it, I think he's just I think the moment will get to him and he's he's gonna fold under pressure because he's trying to he's trying to run before he's actually catching the ball and that's what's making him drop a lot of balls now they're gonna blame oh the ball was like a rock because it was freezing cold put some sleeves on because you're, you're just not even wearing sleeves in those games. So it's just ridiculous for all their excuses. It's negative 22 degrees out and then they're just wearing little neck things. So I don't want to hear all their excuses. They're, they're, they're just a bad team and they're not going to pass against Buffalo. How are the sleeves going to help them catch the ball? You can, if they're complaining about the cold, then you put some sleeves on, put something other. It's negative 22 degrees on that field. I don't care if it's heaters on the sideline and, Warm up your hands, blah blah blah. They made a big old deal about his helmet cracking, blah blah blah. Okay, that's not whatever. Yeah, helmets. As you can tell, I don't like the Chiefs. Right. Yeah, Keller yeah. yeah, Keller doesn't like the Chiefs at all. Yeah, for various reasons. For yeah. appropriate reasons. Yeah. I'll just say this before we move on. Fuck the Chiefs, huh, Keller? Yes, fuck the Chiefs. Yeah, fuck the Chiefs. All right, we'll move on. Green Bay and Dallas. This one was a crazy upset. Green Bay coming in as the first seven seed since the expansion of the playoffs to beat a two seed. Uh, Green Bay won this one 48-32. Honestly, the scoreline does not indicate how close this game really was. It was way more lopsided than a 16-point game. Although Dak did have a lot of yards in this one, 403 passing yards, three touchdowns, had those two interceptions, one of them leading to a pick six for the Green Bay defense. Lamb and Gallup both getting over 100 yards each. On the other side, we had Jordan Love, 272 pass yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions or turnovers. Aaron Jones, 118 rushing yards, three total touchdowns for him, all on the ground. He looked outstanding. That run defense um, for Dallas was god-awful. And Romeo Dobbs had 151 yards in the air and one touchdown. So for Green Bay, this is a 
a great win, good for the history books, but now they got a big step in San Francisco. But before we move on to the San Francisco game, we'll talk about this one right now. Kettler, this is your team. You're involved with this one. What's your biggest takeaways from the Green Bay? Everybody was doubting the defense, and you guys were doubting my pick on picking the Packers. Uh, the Packers proved that they wanted this game more than the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are known to choke in the playoffs. And once again, they choke in the playoffs. And the Packers have more wins in AT&T in the playoffs than the Dallas Cowboys do when they have three and the Cowboys only have two. The defense was remarkable. It was great. When they had uh, DeAndre Campbell had the interception, Jair Alexander had that interception, locking up receivers like crazy. And when it comes down to it, the the Cowboys, they only have a couple threats. They have Lamb, and then they have other guys where we're just locked them down. And even if Jair went down for a minute, we have Ballantyne, we have Jonathan Owens, we have other guys who are stepping up and playing their role at corner. And when and then the flip side with the Packers, we had so many, we had seven or eight different receivers who catch the ball. We had Musgrave, our tight end. We had every single one. Aaron Jones had three touchdowns rushing. So it was just a full team effort of obliteration. It was just wonderful to see. And uh, the Cowboys suck. And I was very happy. Bryce, expanding on the Dallas side of this, what did you see from them? Did you expect it? This is just kind of a normal Cowboy thing. Was that was kind of going through your head? Yes and no. I mean, throughout the – Throughout the season, they looked like they were one of the top, if not the top team in all of the NFL. Um, And I feel like sometimes the pressure gets to people. I mean, when you have Gary Jones breathing down your neck and all of Cowboy Nation pushing like this year, which they do every year. But I think this was – this was a team that everyone thought, like, if you were a Cowboys fan, like, oh, they they have a shot. Like, they say it every year, oh, this is our year. Um, but, I, like, I could kind of see it where, like, if everything lines up, they're going to play. They, they can make it to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, but it is kind of hard when, um, like Keller was saying, when Lamb's getting double teamed, like, every time – I mean, I had Lamb on my fantasy team, and he was scoring – 30 to 40 points sometimes. So it was like, he's producing, um, Dak's producing. Um, but it's like those key mistakes end up costing them in the long run. So it, it was tough, but I mean, I did kind of feel like, oh, it's just the Cowboys. So it's going to happen. Like it's been happening for the past like 20 something, 30 something years. So it's just a recurring thing where, They've had good teams, and they had a really good team this year, but kind of bad you didn't see – or sad you didn't see the full potential that team could have. But um, props to Green Bay. I mean, they looked really good. Aaron Jones pretty much run, ran it down um, the te- uh, Dallas's defense. So, I mean, uh, props to them. Yeah. Can I add something? Yeah, the, go for it. The, the Cowboys, they were averaging like 37 points a game. And their offense was literally silent for, I want to say, the first half. Like, it, it, they finally got that touchdown at the end, made it 27-7. to 7. And then you're like, okay, maybe the momentum's switching because then they are gonna they came back and then they got a field goal and then they made it 27-10. to 10. But at that point, it just became too late. I think they were just so – they were very confident to play the seventh seed, the Packers, and they're like, oh, this team is – some people say, oh, the Packers aren't worthy of being here. It's just the seventh seed, blah, blah, blah. But the Packers proved how they wanted to come in and win this game, and they they definitely deserve to win. Connor, uh, you and I, we had the same idea of this is probably the best home field advantage out of all the teams going into the, the wild card games. Like They haven't lost at home all season. They should be able to go out putting up 30-plus points and being able to take care of business against Green Bay. Um, of course, that was not correct. What was your biggest takeaway from Dallas, and where do they go from now? I mean, we know that McCarthy is going to be staying put. They announced that earlier today, which, by the way, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, So we know that he's going to stay. What's going to happen with Dak? What's going to happen with with guys like CeeDee Lamb? Will he want to stay? Tony Pollard uh, on the running back side, all the defensive guys. Where do you see this team going forward? Yeah, well, as far as 
what happened in the playoffs. It's like when an unstoppable object, or was it an unstoppable object? Come on. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I had it like the saying down in my head, and then I started saying it, and then I realized I don't know what the saying is. Oh, so you forgot the saying? Yeah. All right, nice. Hold on. Are you looking it up? Yep. You can just play music over this part. When an unstoppable force meets an unmoving, immovable object. Come on. At least you got it out. That's crazy. At you least you got it out. Sound, soundboards. Um, I don't know who said that. You, you should plug them there. The, the thing. Anyway, that unstoppable force was the um, Cowboys at home this season, but that immovable object was them in the playoffs in general. So they ended up losing. And um, I think that we really overlooked that. Kettler did not. So credit to him that he knew the Cowboys would still be the Cowboys in the playoffs. No, it's just because he's a Packers fan. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was unbiased. No, give no don't give me that. It was uh, not unbiased. I picked almost every unbiased. single underdog. I picked almost every single underdog. And that, I I only got that game and the Bucks game correct out of my predictions. So. Yeah. Win some, you lose some, you know? But no, he, he got it right. Um, as far as McCarthy and stuff, I don't think – I don't know how you keep him, to be honest. I, I mean, who's to say it's his fault, but sometimes you just got to make changes. And um, I don't think he has the best track record to qualify staying. Um, Why not? Huh? Why not? Because he's got them, uh, there go. their, rec- their record <laughs> a lot better ever since. And, I I mean, yeah, he okay, beat the Cowboys yeah. even as a Packers coach, but he's got them more consistently to, like, a higher level in their division compared to being an average team. So okay, I think he's like, improved their who team. Who cares if you can't win in January? I mean, the, Mike Tomlin hasn't – he never had a losing season, but when was the last time the Steelers would get – 2016. won an actual game in the playoffs. 2016. But so being like, good and consistent every year – even if you're not, I know Jerry Jones's objective is to win the Super Bowl every year, but it's very unrealistic because it's a one game in elimination. It's a lot different than like playing in a baseball where you can make it every year and you have a five game series or a seven game series or even a three game series where you have more than one game. But when it's football, it's pretty hard to win past a round or two. Yes. Yeah, so one I, game you're out. But you want to make a change oh. if you give this guy multiple years and. There's no playoff success at all. Like, oh, who cares? All, all they're getting now is a worse draft pick and not benefiting from it. So I don't know. I, I think it means nothing if you make the playoffs, but don't. I mean, Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. So I don't understand why you don't <laughs> think like, I mean, I get it. It's a little harsh um, to move on from him, but I think you still should. I mean, I think you make a good point, though. I mean, they, they always make playoffs, but yet they don't show up at all in playoffs. So it, the regular season doesn't matter at that point because you could be 9-8 and eight now and make playoffs depending on what the rest of the division looks like. And we see it all the time when it comes to, like, yeah, Pittsburgh, where they're making playoffs as a barely above 500 team, and then they lose first round of playoffs because they don't have a team to make it further past that. And no one expects them to make it further past that. Kind of like how everyone thinks of Dallas – outside of cowboy country like nobody expects them to get past the first round even the, the second round so it's the kind of thing where he jerry jones likes to have that puppet which is mccarthy or which was uh garrett previously so if he finds that other person to put as that head coach and being able to puppet then i think they're going to get rid of mccarthy but at this point i mean he's there's been flirts about like potentially looking at uh, Belichick before the the news coming out that McCarthy would stay. Belichick would never take a job like that because of Jerry Jones. That's the reason why Dallas is never going to be able to get past that. It's because of him. He takes way too much control over his team and doesn't let the GMs or the head coaches take control. He thinks he can run it all by himself, and he just wants somebody as a figurehead, kind of like the queen or the king of England. It's just a figurehead. Oh. Wow. I <laughs> All right. So you you would say Belichick would want to be the 
that Belichick would not want because that's what no, Belichick did. Belichick was a GM of himself. He they didn't have a GM. He so, won Super Bowls. Yeah, true. And he he had Robert Kraft behind him as the as the owner, but Kraft wasn't in in his ear saying like, "Hey, we need to go after this guy. Hey, I think we need to be doing this. I think we need to be doing that." Where Jones is definitely that guy. He's that guy going in into McCarthy's room saying, hey, I think the team needs to look like this. He's talking about the GM saying, hey, we need to bring in guys that look like this, where I think you just got to step away. You're the owner, maybe say once in a while, but he says it so often that I think it really does hinder this team from getting successful. I think they're just chokers. I think it's just simple as that. They just choke. Yeah, it could It could be. It, it could be, but I think if Jones backs off, I think we'll see a very different uh, Dallas Cowboy team in the future. Uh, any final comments from this game, the Cowboys or the Packers? Do we pick our next game or no, is that later? Not yet. All right. All right, so we'll move on. We got Detroit and Los Angeles, one of the most exciting games that we actually all predicted uh, from last week. Detroit won this one 24-23. L.A. just coming up just a little short in the return of Matthew Stafford to the Motor City. Jared Goff, 277 pass yards, one touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown, 110 yards. Stafford on the other end, 367 pass yards, two touchdowns, where Puka Nakua set another record, the most yards of receiving for a rookie in his first uh, NFL playoff game, 181 yards, one touchdown. This game looked actually really good. I was the most entertained by this one out of all the games. Uh, we'll start off with with you, Bryce. What what are your biggest takeaways from Detroit? I mean, they had a great first half, but a very bad second half when it came offensively. Do you think they're going to be able to change that, or do you think they're going to be re- relying on defense like they had to in that second half? Um. Yeah, I mean, they came out uh, guns blazing. Um, I thought it was over in the first half, but um, I mean – their offense was pretty much non-existent in the second half. And then Matthew Stafford started heating up. The Rams actually made it, made it a game, which was entertaining for fans. Um, but at the same time, Detroit, I mean, has had their best season in who knows how long. So, I mean, they want to play a playoff game. So they're kind of just building off that. Obviously they're going to go in and say, Hey, we need to be better in the second half, which I mean, they do, but I I think they take it as a win and just try to keep building for this week. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you on that. Connor, let's talk about L.A. now. Uh, Stafford looked really good. Puka looked amazing. Cup, actually not that bad either. Higby had that bad knee injury that we were talking about that off air. That was a terrible injury. Ended up uh, tearing his ACL in that one. But besides the fact... L.A., to me, had a chance to win this game, and they made an opportunity at the end of the fourth fourth quarter to punt the ball back to Detroit. Never got that ball back. Do you think they should have gone for it on fourth down, fourth and 13 at that point? Um, Because they lost and they didn't, I'm going to say yes. Because what? could They, they would have just lost. They had one, one timeout at that point. They it was a third and thirteen after the penalty, and they try to go for all fourteen yards. And Puka, who everybody's saying it was a pass interference, I think it definitely could have been called. But at the spur of the moment, I don't think you could rely on getting a flag for the first down. Besides the fact, I think they should have probably gotten six or seven yards to give yourself a manageable fourth down, knowing that if you punt the ball back, you have a great chance of not getting it back. Yeah, surprising decision-making, especially from a team who's been there a lot before. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's so easy to say now that, like, they should have. But um, very tough uh, loss for them. But, I mean, credit to them because they weren't really expected to do much anywhere in the season. And then they came in and had a shot against advancing. So, I think – I do think Detroit is the most concerning team going forward, though. They did not – they do not look great, I don't think. I think um, defensively, they, they the defense just seems non-existent at times, and then the offense, when it's going, it's good, but it's I don't know if it's going to be able to keep up with anybody else they play. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean there. Uh, Keller, you see Detroit all the time being a Green Bay fan. Uh, do you have the same concerns as Connor has where it comes to the defense not looking all that great in that second half? 
I do. I, I think it's just the inconsistency when it comes to the being over aggressive to just not. I mean, there's games where they they got a blip. There was a couple games where they just got destroyed. So it's I don't really think they're a consistent team enough. Like I mean, I saw them the Packers play against them in the on Thanksgiving, and that was just an embarrassment. Like they looked like the old Lions again. So I don't I don't think the Lions have it in them to keep on going very solidly. I mean, it's nice that they get to play at home again against the Bucks, but um, it's going to be a tough road for them. Yeah, I agree with everything all three of us have said, all three of you guys have said. I think uh, Detroit looks looked good in that first half, but that second half seemed like the more Detroit Lions that I kind of expected out of this game. I thought we were going to see a little bit more out of L.A. Bad clock management, I think, on the in the end of the game which really cost them, in my opinion. But besides the fact, Detroit wins their first game in over 30 years in the playoffs. So impressive there. We'll move on to Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Buffalo winning this one 31-17 after a crazy snowstorm pushed this game all the way back to to Monday. Uh, Josh Allen looked great and looked like he was having fun. 209 pass yards, three touchdowns, 74 rush yards, one touchdown on the ground, and no turnovers. Very impressive for a guy who's always throwing interceptions or, unfortunately, fumbling the ball. He's always causing some sort of turnover. Yesterday, or on Monday, he had zero. So, very good game for Allen. James Cook had 79 rushing yards, so the rushing game looked very good for Buffalo. We'll start off with you, Connor. What do you think about Buffalo overall? Are they that team that we should expect moving forward? I think it's... At first, I really wanted to say, yeah, I'm like, wow, this team could actually win the Super Bowl, but that's the kind of game they have when Allen is perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that seems like their ceiling offensively. So, it's if he doesn't turn the ball over, then yeah, they're, they're great. But right, it's they're they very beatable if he's going to keep giving the ball away, which maybe he won't. So, I mean, so far, so good in the playoffs, I guess. Maybe he won't throw any, so I don't know. But, yeah, I, I do think kind of in between on him. So. Bryce, what did you think about this game as a whole? Well, either team, what did you think? Buffalo looked pretty good. Um, their offense obviously looked pretty good because there were no turnovers by Josh Allen, which, like Connor says, you he's usually throwing a pick or two. Um, so he looked good. Um, but, I mean – Kind of what you were saying earlier about Pittsburgh, and yeah, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season, but I mean, they haven't been competitive in the playoffs in the past 10 years, I would say. So it's kind of tough um, for it's the tough break for Pittsburgh fans because, um, I mean, Tom, you can say Tomlin's a good coach because they haven't been below 500, but I mean, they haven't won a game that's actually mattered in the postseason for a while. Um, and, and for Buffalo, like Connor was saying, if, if Josh Allen's on, I don't think anyone can stop that offense. But that, that means he has to be perfect. And, I mean, in, the, in any sort of sport, you're not going to be perfect. In anything, you're not going to be perfect. So, um, I – I feel like if Josh Allen just goes out there and plays how he knows how to play and kind of have fun with it, kind of, and, and I kind of saw that in the Pittsburgh game where he had 75 rushing yards in a TD rushing. So it's like, okay, he's actually going out there, like competing his ass off and just going at it and not caring what anyone's saying. Or um, So, I, I mean, I think the game – next week or this week is going to be pretty good. Um, so I'm excited to watch that one. Kettler, before we move on to the next game, uh, let's not talk about Buffalo. Let's talk about Pittsburgh in this case. Now, where do they go moving forward? Now we always we keep mentioning that Tomlin's been able to, to get winning rec- records with this team, but not being able to get further past the playoffs. What do you think they need to do? Is it maybe they do need a change of, of a head coach? Cause we know that Tomlin says he wants to come back. Is that the what they need? Do they need, need to go out and make a big trade, a big acquisition of free agency? What do you think they need to do to get past that first round? 
I think their defense has always been successful. Their defense, you always think of the Steelers or the Saints, in my opinion. I was like, oh, they have a good defense, you know. I don't think the defense is the problem. I think, I mean, for the last couple of years, everyone was like, fire Matt Canada. They did that. They fired Canada. They kind of changed it a little bit. They were a little, but then also they got they got bombarded by the injuries, you know. They had Pickett to start the year. Then you have Trubisky. Then you go to Mason Rudolph, you know. So I think, I think, and then they're, their um their offensive George Pickens and stuff like you're just seeing like just half-assing the routes and stuff I just think the whole aspect of the offense is just slow I looked up the records actually his uh Tomlin's overall record is 181 and 109 um and two ties but his postseason record is eight and nine he's led them to uh 10 wild card rounds five divisional rounds three AFC championships and two Super Bowls and he won one of them because, of course, he lost the other one to the Green Bay Packers. So, um, and when were so, those wins, though? Of course, of course, that had to get brought up. Yeah, I, <laughs> I figured that was going to come up. Yeah, it had to be. You know, it was a wonderful Super Bowl. I remember every ounce of it. Um, but it, it was – it's just that I don't think Mike Tomlin's a problem at all. I, I, I know Connor was just talking about with the Cowboys and saying, like, oh – yeah, you're winning, but you're not linking it past the postseason. You know, like like I said earlier, you can't win them all. I think I'd rather have a winning culture and make the playoffs every year instead of just being this cruddy team like the the pit, the Panthers that were selling $10 tickets, you know, because they have to because nobody's wanting to go to their games. Every The Steelers fans are faithful. They enjoy their games, and they still have a good season every year. I don't. I think it's their offense. I think they need to improve their offense. I don't know if they want, need to go draft another quarterback, quarterback that doesn't wear gloves on both hands when he throws the ball, can he, like Kenny Pickett, or just I don't know. Something in their offense needs to be fixed, but I don't think their defense needs to be changed at all. All right, all right. We'll move on. Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. This was the final game of Monday. Tampa Bay destroyed Philadelphia, thirty-two to nine. Baker Mayfield. As somebody said on the last podcast, is now on the Mount Rushmore of best wild card performance. Pretty much, three hundred and thirty-seven pass yards, three touchdowns. Rashad White, Arizona State alum, go Devils. Seventy-two rush yards. Jalen Hurts on the other side of the ball, two hundred and fifty pass yards, one touchdown. Devontae Smith looked outstanding though, one hundred and forty-eight yards through the air. Philadelphia offense though did have two fumbles in that game. Both were lost. Of course, we're going to start off with the Eagle fan. Connor, take it away. What do, what do you see from this game? Do you just want to, like, insert everything I said last podcast into this and save us some time? <laughs> hey, really? That's what you think about this team? <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I'm pretty sure everything I, like, was talking about ended up playing out. Everything that has been – I'm which I'm glad that everything that was wrong with this team all season was on full display in the playoffs. So that way the changes have to be made. So I don't know. I think, I think the game spoke for itself. There's obviously talent all over on offense. There's not really good use of that talent though, as far as coaching goes. And then defense outside of that line, there is nothing there. You got to hit the draft very heavy defensively and bring in some new coordinators. I think that's, Obviously, those decisions made the made it those positions have to be right in order for this team to bounce back. But yeah, I think um, I don't know. I, I it's hard. I don't want to just re- repeat myself from last week. So no, I get. Do you that. want Nick Sirianni gone? No, I don't think he's going either. Someone's. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, the guys. In three years of being the coach, has made it to the playoffs twice. Which again, that doesn't—that's not going to impress me. But out of those three years, he's also been to a Super Bowl, so you're not going to see that. There's no way that guy's going to get fired. And I don't think he's to blame either. I—I I, I really think, offensively, um, Brian Johnson, some wild play calling. But hey, I don't know. I'm not going to act like I could do better. And then defensively, yeah, you can—you see these guys miss tackles. That's not coaching. That's just you guys not being able to make tackles. In. But yeah, I don't expect Matt Patricia to be back. I don't expect Sean Desai to be back. So I expect a lot of needed new coaching to come in. So we'll see. All right. Bryce, we'll head over to you now. What do you think about this game? 
Tampa Bay side, Philadelphia side, overall thoughts on it? I think Philadelphia was um, just in a bad rut for the past couple weeks. They were ever since they lost to um, Dallas and they went on a skid. Um, so it it kind of sucks for them um, and Eagles fans because this team showed so much promise at the beginning of the season. Um, and Tampa Bay is kind of, I mean, they're just, they're not the best team, but they're going to compete. And that all starts with Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's not the best quarterback in the NFL by any means, but he'll compete with the best of them. And I think um, it allows not only the offense, but the defense to buy in. I mean, he also threw for nearly 350 yards. So it, it, it'll it be interesting to see how they play this week. Yeah, I agree. It definitely will be interesting to see how they're going to be able to respond to that. Kettler, what do you think about this game? Where do you see Philadelphia going into the future as well? This game was no surprise to me, as we talked about last week. I just think the Eagles, they've started off hot. And then it's all about who's hot, who's not. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weren't the hottest. I mean, they barely made it into the playoffs, barely win their division, and beat the Panthers like nine to nothing. But, I mean, Baker Mayfield's what we thought Johnny Menzel was going to be, pretty much. So it's just a whole. And he just, last year, he, or he was on the Panthers and they got traded to. And I really believe when Baker Mayfield played for the Rams, I think that kind of put a new spark in him to actually want to go um, to have that more competitive nature of him. It revived and him. He, it did revive him because he was fighting for the starting job in the beginning of week one and in the Tampa, and he earned the job. And I think some of those, when I think of players or stuff of that nature, I sometimes like those guys that had to work their – their butt off to get to the spot. Now, I always, I always like the star, but you know those guys that work hard for it, that it means more to them. You know, it's not just gifted to them of their natural talent. So, they're gonna work their butt off. I think that team has a lot of heart still, and they still have a lot of good stars surrounding. So, I think that's good. Now, the missed tackles, what Connor said with the Eagles was just, it's unacceptable. You know, I just miss tackle the miss tackle, and you're just like, what is going on here? And I just think it all accumulated to just getting obliterated. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. Any final comments from this game or any other game before we move on to divisionals? Nope. All right, let's move on to, to the divisionals now. All right, we'll start off with the first game on the agenda. Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore is that one seed. They had that bye, so they're playing their first game. Houston, of course, coming off that win against Cleveland, 45-14. As of right now, Baltimore is an eight-point favorite, and these two did face earlier in the season. 25-9 final, Baltimore did win that one. So, again, we'll start off with the Houston fan. Bryce, what are your thoughts about this game? Uh, how, who's going to be winning this one? I honestly think this will be a pretty good game. I feel like the Texans' defense is going to find a way to stop Lamar, but I also feel like the Ravens' defense is going to find a way to shut down Houston's offense. So, I, I mean, I could see it being low scoring, but then again, I mean, it's the playoffs. It, they could, it could be a shootout for all I know. Um, but, I, I mean, I really want to see Houston win. Um, and if they don't, they don't. Baltimore's a really good team. They're the one seed for a reason. But um, other than that, I, I, I'm going to go with Houston because, I mean, it would be Taylor. cool to see. Just wait till you get to the next game and Kettler tells you how the Green Bay is going to flow out. <laughs> this show. Um, but um, I, I think I, – I honestly think it's going to be a really good football game to watch. Um, so I, I hope Houston comes out with a win, but I mean, I wouldn't be too mad if Baltimore wins because Houston, the the Texans have shown so much promise and so much for the future. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for whatever happens. All right, we'll head over to you, Connor. You're the other jock sniffer for Houston. Who do you think is going to win this one? Wow. Um, no, I doubted the goat once. Shame on me. I'm picking Houston. Kettler, <laughs> what do you got in this one? Uh, I I really 
I want to momentum. I've seen multiple times as a Packers fan in the NFC uh, or in the championship game when you're the number one seed or, or sorry, the divisional game when you're the number one seed and you have this rest and you just end up blowing it. So I think Texans are hot. I think uh, I, I do think the Ravens are really good and especially their defense. I've seen them play multiple times, but I'm going to pick Texans on this game. All right, uh, so for my pick, I think i got to save the graphic. I'm going to go Baltimore on this one. I'm not very confident in that pick, though. I definitely don't think they're going to cover that eight-point um, favorite right now. I think Houston's a very good team. They've looked good all season long. Yes, of course, they're going to have bad games. That's why they have some losses. That's why they're not the top seed in the AFC. But they're a young team. They have a lot of promise, as what Bryce said. So I think the future in Houston is very bright. I think there's a lot of good opportunities there with uh, CJ. So, yeah, they do lose to Baltimore. I think it's going to be a very good season, very good outlook into the next year. But I'm not very confident in that Baltimore pick. Lamar hasn't played in almost three weeks. Whenever they do do this for him, he never ends up performing well in that following game. So I don't expect Lamar to have, like, an outstanding game. If they do win, it's going to be based off their defense. So I think the Baltimore defense has to step up in this one. I think that's the only reason why I'm giving them a slight edge in this game all right yeah uh, let's talk about green bay at san francisco san francisco is that number one seed in the nfc meaning they got the bye and they're facing against the seven seed green bay packers they have not faced at all this season but they have faced off in the past they faced off last season as well san francisco getting the better end of that one niners are an eight point favorite leading up into this one so we'll start off with kettler of course you're the green bay fan what do you got in this one I was very – when I made my picks last week, I actually projected that the Packers would lose this game um, against the Niners because Damn right. know, in the past I was expecting that. But my opinion has changed a little bit after seeing the Packers God play the Cowboys. <laughs> after seeing the Packers play the Cowboys this week, Aaron Rodgers had a 0-4 record versus the 49ers in the postseason. But Brett Favre had a 4-1 and one record against the 49ers in the postseason. And I think we're going back to the, the Brett Favre. So we're just re-getting new quarterbacks. So back to Jordan Love, he's going to be another another star. So I believe that it's going to be a tight game. And then when you go to the passer rating, comparison to Brock Purdy and the completion percentage and the passing yards, passing touchdown, Jordan Love has more than Brock Purdy. And then just the overall – Christian McCaffrey's a little banged up. You don't know what that 49ers team, and, but then they did have the rest. I don't think – I think the script might be flipped and the number seven seed is going to go win another game. So, go Pack, go. Connor, what do you think on this game? Yeah, I mean, the Rodgers being 0-4 and Brett Favre being 4-1, I think it's going to flip too. Although, I think Jordan Love's going to get that one loss out of the 4-1 and one, um, this weekend because – I don't think they're going to beat the 49ers. It would be really cool to see. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think especially if um, McCaffrey's fine and th- there's no way, I don't think. I, <laughs> Dude, that damn goat's outside again. That's crazy. He always comes up when we talk about the Niners. It's weird. No, uh, you talk about the Packers. Goat. No, that, that, that's but, yeah. a Niner goat out there. That, that, that thing's got red fur out there. Yeah, I think uh, for sure, though, as long as – but we've seen, like, this – even this 49ers team, I mean, I, I think in years past, though, it's been exaggerated that if another team jumps out first or even keeps it close, like, um, throughout the game, then 49ers are in real trouble. So I think as long as they jump out early and then could just start running the ball the rest of the game, I think there's no way um, Packers make a game out of it. I think the Packers need to win the coin toss and then go down and score first. Because once Matt was, oh we started God. off the season, no, the Packers started out. Him. I wouldn't. They started off pretty bad to start the year, and we kept deferring. And then Matt Lafleur changed the script and started doing. We're getting. We're winning the coin flip when we get the ball first, and then we we keep scoring down first, and then this is what's been successful. That's what happened even in the Cowboys game. We started out the game seven and nothing. So if we can start out early and shock the other team and make their their offense sit on the bench for a good ten minutes or so, then it could happen. 
I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to believe. I, I think if Kettler and the Packers do d- decide to um, get the ball first and score seven and it's seven nothing, then yeah, that, I think they really have a shot because. Yeah, it's Kettler's running the plays for him this situation. <laughs> He's up in the booth with the, the OC. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about that, San Francisco can't fall short or can't go down too quickly. We've been seeing this all season long, me and Connor, like off air. Like I never really noticed it until he brought it up about halfway through the season. And he makes a great point. This Niner team does not look good when they are having to chase points. Definitely you saw it in that Baltimore game. They had to chase points. They could not move the ball at all. They looked like a whole different team. So, yeah, if Green Bay is able to come out somehow and make it a 14-0 game, I think San Francisco has a hard time coming back. 7-0, it, it's okay. I mean, I, I'm still not going to worry too much. It's going to be that double digits where I think maybe San Francisco, San Francisco will have a hard time to come back. But I think that might be the only opportunity that Green Bay might have to win this game. Before I get to my pick, though, let's head over to Bryce. Bryce, what do you got for this one? Uh, San Francisco. Um, I mean, everyone just heard Kettler talk, talk about Green Bay for the past 25 minutes and how him and Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur are going to be uh, buddies and run plays all game. So um, I think uh, – I, I just think Green Bay's outmatched. Um I, I think San Francisco is just going to beat them. I, obviously, McCaffrey's banged up, but, I mean, it's the playoffs. So, it's it's all or nothing. So, I mean, I think they're going to keep – if they, Green Bay somehow stops the run game, um, it might be tough for San Francisco. But if McCaffrey's running and he's gaining yardage – like he normally does, I, I, I don't see Green Bay beating San Francisco. Yeah, so for my pick, of course, I'm going with the Niners in this one. Not because I'm a homer, but because I think San Francisco is just a better team than Green Bay. I, I might sound hypocritical saying that, like, Baltimore is not going to be able to come out of the gate as well because they had that long break with all the starters not playing for, like, almost three weeks. San Francisco's in that same mode, but I think because we don't know how San Francisco's going to react to that they haven't done it before with Brock Purdy and having McCaffrey be injured going into that week 18 of the regular season having him sit out for that game for the past two weeks and being able to get that that body healthy I think definitely is going to help out San Francisco in a more positive way than what we've seen with like teams like Baltimore where where they kind of struggle coming out with three weeks of of, uh, no football so I think San Francisco San Francisco is going to dominate this game overall Defensively, they looked really good. They've had a lot of troubles with a couple of, of uh, secondary uh, positions there. A couple of injuries that kind of scare me. But overall, I think if that offense is buzzing, if McCaffrey's going through that, those holes and he's getting seven yards a, a carry, I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to answer in the end. It might be a close game in the beginning, but I think San Francisco is going to pull out in the second half. So I got the Niners winning this. I just got to say, when every single poll – and and the Niners are a complete favorite. That's what happened last week. All the pregame show people said that the Cowboys were going to win the game. It was a clean sweep, and then usually that happens. The other team wins, and everybody's picking the Niners when it comes to the professionals or whatever in quotations. So I really, I, I'm not going to lie. I, the Packers have choked against the Niners, and if they're run, if they run through us, I remember. It was an NFC Championship game, I believe, against the Niners, Packers, and the Niners obliterated the Packers. They just ran all over them. Debo with all, I think it was Mitchell back then or whatever, whoever was back there, but they just obliterated us by running. So they, it's, it really will depend. Any final comments from this one before we move on? No. All right, now we got Tampa Bay versus Detroit. Detroit gets the luxury of hosting their second a home playoff game, which is very impressive because they didn't expect to host it with Dallas being in there. But because of Dallas losing, they get to host. So they get to host number four ranked Tampa Bay. Detroit did win this matchup earlier in the season, 20-6, to and they have a six-and-a-half point favorite in this one. We'll start off with you, Bryce. Who do you have winning this one? I don't know. Um, we can come back I, if you want to hear some, no, some of the other I, stuff. Then, then no, pressure. no, I don't want to hear Kettler talk for another 20 minutes. Damn. 
it'll, it'll somehow go back to being a Packer game somehow. Um, no, but I think I think I mean, my heart's kind of telling me <laughs> Tampa Bay. My heart's telling me Tampa Bay. Um, I, I think they're just gonna go in and. Yeah, the crowd's going to be loud in Detroit, um, but I, I just think Tampa Bay's going to beat them. Um, Detroit is going to be riding high off their first win and playoff win in nearly 30 years, so that, that might be a honeymoon phase where it's finally like, okay, that's over with, and they almost blew that game last week, and I think Tampa Bay's a better team than the Rams were, so I think I think Tampa Bay's going to win. Connor, what do you got for this one? I'm going to go with Detroit. I was going to go with um, Tampa, but I think the Eagles just made them look a lot better than they were. And I think that although I did think the Lions showed some um, concerning like play in that game, I don't think um, the coaching staff is dumb enough to, not, to be too excited about the win and not address what – was obviously wrong. So I think they'll make corrections, and I don't think that Bucks defense is super scary. I think it golf should be fine, and I think the um, Lions will win. Keller, what do you got for this one? I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win this game. I think I agree with Bryce on the sense where I don't think the, the Lions are going to know how to capable of winning. I feel like. Too many times this year I saw Dan Campbell just be way too aggressive. And, I mean, I just don't see it. I really don't see them winning past this round because they they got it here. You know, they made the playoffs. I think they made they won their first game, but I don't think they can win past that. I, I, the Bucs, I, I disagree. I think the Rams are a better team than the Buccaneers. Um, but I still think the Buccaneers can actually win this game. Yeah, I agree with you, though. I, I do think the Rams are a better team than the Bucks, uh, But I'm going the opposite route. I have Detroit winning this one. I'm, I agree with Connor. I think Detroit is going to be banking off of that crowd, banking off of that whole city. That whole state of Michigan loves the Lions, and I think they're going to be have, – they have a lot of pressure on that. But they beat pressure last week by just getting that win. Anything above this is a step in the right uh, direction for Detroit. So no matter what happens, whether they win or lose this game, they're going to be looking towards next season as we can make it back here and we can do it even better. So I think Detroit's going to be able to, to harness all that and just be able to go out and, and take that win. I'm not very confident in, in this one between all four of these games. I think this is my my most flip-flopped pick. But I think Detroit just edges them. It might be a last-second field goal, but I think that, that crowd's going to be buzzing. I think they'll be feed off of that energy just a little bit too much there for, for Tampa Bay. Any final comments from this one? Nope. Nope. All right, we'll move on to the last game. Kansas City at Buffalo. Buffalo hosting this one. Kansas City... And we just mentioned it early at the top of the show. Bryce mentioned it. It's Mahomes' first playoff game on the road outside of a Super Bowl. So we'll have to see how he's going to adapt to that. Buffalo won the earlier matchup this year, 20-17, to and have a three-point favorite in this matchup. Connor, we'll start off with you. Who do you have winning Kansas City versus Buffalo? Um, I think this is one. I think this is actually my, my only remaining matchup that was right so i'll just stick with what i originally picked and go with the bills i think um even though they'll be in real trouble if there's too many turnovers i think they can keep it to a minimum and being at home it'll be enough to beat the chiefs keller what do you think about this one i'm going all bills uh bills 100 percent. there's no way i want to see the, the chiefs any further and quite frankly, uh, it's going to be in Buffalo, and I just don't see Kansas City pulling it off. Um, I know Kansas City has won both of the postseason games in Allen versus Mahomes era, but the, the script is going to be flipped because it's going to be a revenge game, and nobody wants to hear Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey talked, on, talked about anymore on the TV. Bryce, what do you got for this one? Um, I got the Bills. Um, I just don't think 
Kansas City's offense is going to be able to keep producing. And yeah, Mahomes has won both of the postseason games in that era against Josh Allen, but um, they're both in Kansas City, which is one of the toughest fields to play at on the road. But I mean, you can say the same thing about Buffalo. Buffalo, uh, Bills Mafia is a different breed when it comes to fans. So I think they're going to be loud. It's going to be cold. There's going to be a lot of snow probably. Um, but I, I got Buffalo winning this one. Yeah, for my pick, I also got Buffalo. So we got a clean sweep of the Bills winning this one. I think it's, as everybody else said, I think it's going to be a flip the script. I think because Mahomes won the other two back home at KC, he hasn't played a, a road game which I don't on the playoffs, which I don't think is going to be that much of a storyline there. But I think the Bills are a legitimate deal. I think going into the playoffs, I was very questionable about them just because we've seen the past of a Buffalo being good and then not being able to perform in the playoffs where – they played really good against Pittsburgh, and I think they're going to be able to, to ride that one. They're not going to have to go anywhere, so I think that's going to help. No travel. So I think the Bills are going to be able to feed off of uh, what they did against Pittsburgh and going into against Kansas City. I think the Bills are going to be able to take care of this one. I think they win by potentially double digits. I, I, th- I don't think Kansas City is that good. I don't think they have a good chance against Buffalo unless Travis Kelsey goes off. That's the only way I think Kansas City wins this one. Kelsey goes for like 150 yards and two touchdowns. But besides that, I think Bills are more realistically going to win this one. All right. So before we wrap this episode up, which is coming up on an hour here, uh, we are going to give you our, if you're going to watch one game this weekend, what game are you going to watch? So Bryce, if you can watch only one game this weekend of the four, which one will be the most exciting to a uh, non-fan of the remaining eight teams? Kansas City, Buffalo. Kansas City, Buffalo. All right. Um, Connor, what game would you think? I think uh, Coleridge, Bernard, Stroud, and the Texans versus uh, whoever's going to lose. All right. Um, <laughs> Keller, who do you got? Who Who's your, your number one game of the weekend? I think the most watched game is probably going to be the Chiefs versus the the Bills, but my most watched game is going to be the Packers versus the Niners. That wasn't. You explain why, please. <laughs> no, don't explain why. Um, but no, the Chiefs and the Chiefs and the Bills is probably going to be the most likely watched game, um, especially with the revenge game, and uh, just that happens a lot. I, I don't know. I don't remember what number it was, but that playoff game happens a lot. So, yeah, I also agree with with Bryce and Kettler. I think that Kansas City versus Buffalo game. If you're gonna watch one game this weekend, sit down and watch that one. That one's probably the most entertaining. Definitely has the most storylines going into that one. So that's gonna be a good game. Out of all the four, they're gonna be all great. But that one's gonna be the best one for me. Uh, last question though, out of all the home teams, who's the most likely to get upset this weekend? We'll start off with you, Kettler. The home teams. Yeah, of the home teams, if there's only going to be one loss of the home teams, who's the most likely? Um, I'm debating between the Lions and the Ravens. I want to say, I want to say the Ravens. Honestly, uh, I I think with the Lamar sitting three games. And just not having a good track record after sitting a long time. The Texans are young and hungry. And Lamar's playoffs is not amazing. Um, I'm, I'm going to think the Ravens are going to lose of any home team to get upset. Connor, out of all the home teams, who do you think has the most likely upset? Or who do you think is um, the most likely upset? I mean, I'll pick Baltimore, too. I think, they are, I think they're still the most talented team left, but... I just I think the Texans are in like the perfect spot to upset them. Bryce, what do you think? Uh, I might agree with both of them. Um, oh, Homer, this kind of no, no. I'm gonna pick two games. I'll pick I'll pick I'll pick both the Ravens and Detroit. Obviously, I think C.J. Stroud and the offense, the Texans are gonna keep rolling, and the Ravens haven't played in a while. Um, and I think. Tampa Bay is going to um, beat Detroit. 
So I think those those are my two where I think the home teams aren't going to win. Honestly, I think I have to agree. I think Baltimore is probably going to be the most likely upset out of all the four home teams just because of the track record. Like Kettler said, Lamar, we don't know if he's actually going to be able to, to look like the normal MVP Lamar or the past uh, bye week Lamar. So I, I have a lot of question marks there. And I also agree. I think Detroit's probably the second most likely. What'd you say, Connor? This is probably going to age so poor that we're all going to look so stupid. It, Ravens it, are it's either we're going to all look really stupid. smart or really bad. It's going to be one or the other. So, and only time will tell at this point. But any final comments from anything when it comes to football? Anything you guys want to mention? Nope. I'm good. Go, Pat, go. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, that will do it for us. Episode 87 in the books. Appreciate you guys listening to this one. Make sure you guys check out the links down below for our Instagram and Twitter. We always post new content there, so check those ones out. And hopefully you guys watch some football. There's going to be good games on. Uh, Niners are definitely going to win, so watch that SmackDown. So it's going to be fun. Go, go fun pack, weekend. Go. So make sure you guys check out some football. We'll see you guys on the Wednesday. So have an awesome weekend.